0: I'm Kathy Zipp, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to today's podcast. There's been a lot of talk about centralized versus distributed systems, but really the topic might not be so black and white. In fact, there's a lot of variables to consider, which makes system design really important. So Ryan LeBlanc, Senior Application Engineer, and Jamie Mordarski, Senior Manager, O&M North America from SMA, are here to discuss these considerations for system architecture in a little bit more detail. So Ryan and Jamie, thank you both for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So maybe a good place to start would be by explaining how centralized and decentralized systems differ. Do centralized systems always necessarily use central inverters? And do decentralized always use string inverters? Or how do their designs really differ?
1: Utility scale plants have two main design topologies. There's centralized approach with large arrays going to a central inverter, and then there's decentralized or distributed topology where you distribute the inverters throughout the array. There is one middle ground where you can use smaller, sort of mini central inverters in a centralized topology where at a single pad in the middle of a large array You would have multiple smaller inverters. These would be using combiner boxes out in the DC field and would be set up much like a a mini central inverter.
0: So when it comes to system size, is there a particular system size or size range for which each architecture is best suited?
1: This is a challenging question that we're looking at. While there's no definitive thresholds, Based on our experience and looking at plants for many years now, we're finding that the decentralized approach or distributed inverters throughout the array tend to be viable up to about 5 megawatts. The mini-central architecture can be cost-effective between the 5 and, say, 15 megawatt territory. It's very typical for anything over 15 megawatts to be much more economical to use a large-scale centralized inverter. The differences will come down to site location, ease of access to equipment and labor. String inverters tend to range from one kilowatt in size to approaching 100 kilowatt. Utility scale projects are usually in the multi-megawatt territory, so you would need a lot of little inverters versus a single central inverter. The installation requirements for both of those differ.
0: Definitely. I know there's a lot of arguments for both ways. What are some design considerations to maybe help minimize capital expenditure in large-scale PV?
1: To minimize capex, in general, looking at your inverter selection is a good place to start. Central inverters tend to be less expensive per watt than large quantities of smaller units. This may change over time, but In looking at the landscape of inverter suppliers now, even the low-cost import units, central inverters are still much more economical for larger-scale deployments. Looking at the installation practices of those different inverters, uh, industrialized, coordinated installation of large units with large equipment can happen faster, and uh, time is money often. Other design considerations would be properties of the inverters. The ability to to say drive DC to AC ratios, this is putting a large PV array on an inverter. This is one way to make more production, and often central inverters allow us to drive higher DC to AC ratios than smaller inverters. Another consideration, the balance of systems cost. With those two different approaches, centralized and distributed, the centralized approach with a usually a larger central inverter will have... DC balance of systems equipment, DC combiner boxes, and distributed versions shift that cost over to the AC combiner boxes to combine all of the smaller AC outputs of all the smaller inverters. So when you're considering design, you look at the size and cost of those pieces of equipment. You make good decisions from there based on Your specific project and where it's located and what its needs are.
0: Definitely makes sense to look at all the different aspects of your particular application. What about when it comes to the O&M side, the operational costs? How does O&M differ between centralized and distributed PV systems? Is one more costly than the other? Jamie?
2: Well, I think it depends on the size of the system and and how it's laid out. In general, say you take a hundred megawatt PD plant, using utility-scale inverters, you might have 40 central inverters, a SCADA system, individual media voltage transformers in a substation, you have a certain amount of points. You're looking at 40 inverters that are sending data to a SCADA system. If you were using a string inverter or a midi-central inverter, you could be looking at multiples of 10 or hundreds above that. So You're looking at a lot of different data points. In addition to the maintenance portion of it, Generally, with a central inverter, there's going to be a, a warranty surrounding that that would include somebody coming to the site and doing repairs in that inverter as part of the initial cost of that inverter and included under the warranty. And generally, with your smaller inverters, generally, somebody's not going to come on the site or they're going to require you to have spares of those at your own expense located at your facility. It may take two or three people to swap that piece of equipment out every time it fails, and you have to send it back to the manufacturer. So There's also touch points involved. You're taking uh, large circumference uh, cables with central inverters. and You can pull one large cable, which could be the equivalent of 40 small cables on small string inverters. So when you're doing the maintenance activities on those, you're touching significantly more points, looking at significantly more possibilities for failure. Just a lot more things you have to touch and look at and program into systems to be able to monitor and do the maintenance on those uh, smaller systems. Do you you have that factor involved? Ryan explained usually the 5 megawatts and under for the small string inverters is is a good area, maybe 5 to 10 or 15 megawatts for the maybe mini centrals, and then 15 megawatts and above. You would generally use the larger scale inverters, and and your costs would definitely be a lot less per megawatt as you get up with the uh, bigger inverters on the same size system
0: a lot of considerations there. So we've talked about several differences in distributed and centralized systems, but what factors should contractors really take into account in any large-scale PV system to really maximize their ROI?
2: I'll respond to that first. So as far as the operations and maintenance, you're always looking about yield. How many kilowatt hours can be produced on the system to get the maximum return for the owner and the operator? which is also indicative of trying to reduce the cost of doing the maintenance on it. And, you know, the way the maintenance practices are done, generally on the smaller inverters, the string inverters, or even the mini central inverters, generally in those cases, they're not sites that have a lot of people on them. With with the amount of people it takes to do replacement, sometimes the turnaround time to do those repairs is slower, reduces the amount of yield that you get. Also with the monitoring, so many factors more of quantities of points that are coming into those monitoring systems, sometimes it's very hard to determine what's going on because you have so many different things coming in and you know you could have hundreds of thousands of inverters if you're using the small ones. Looking at all the factors, the bigger you get, the bigger inverter you have, generally they're going to have a little bit better performance. They're going to have a better turnaround time as far as being able to be repaired and less downtime. So that's a good rate of return for the owner. And sometimes those facts get missed when a project is being built. A lot of times a project is being built by GPC that may have a lowest cost possible contract, so they're going to use the lowest possible cost equipment, which doesn't always go with the plan of the owner who's looking at it long-term, trying to uh, get the most money out of the system with the least amount of downtime and the
1: best maintenance available. I would sort of sum that up in terms of reliability. Maximizing the return on investment means having a plant that, that operates as expected for the length of time. And aside from sophisticated, efficient inverters, having them be reliable is biggest key. Things that contribute to reliability are worth mentioning, I think. You know, as power electronics go, using quality components inside your inverter, things like capacitors and diodes and dimensioning them properly. So having them sized appropriately for the, for the job that they're doing and maintaining, maintaining the temperature, maintaining a narrow temperature range, keeping control of your temperature delta is a, a key to creating a reliable either piece of equipment or in this case, a, an entire system. The PV plant relies on the inverters to work
2: you know one thing to consider is uh, availability and generation long term there's a lot of issues and a lot of focus these days on grid reliability availability of plants depending on the type of inverter the manufacturer you're using there may be you know instances where you need the larger potentially smarter inverters to be able to meet the requirements of the the, the utilities and the grid operators to be able to allow that plant to function on a certain grid um, also with the support, generally with the smaller inverters, they're not adjustable to the same capacities and limits and, and functionality that the larger central, smarter inverters may be able to handle. You may be able to to adjust certain properties with that larger central inverter to be able to handle the requirements of the grid and, and the, the frequently changing standards that the utilities and the grid operators require which is, it was just constantly moving around. Whereas the smaller inverters, you may not be able to meet those requirements. So it might cost you more, more downtime to adjust those things, to make some changes to your SCADA system. Uh, with the smaller inverters, with the central inverters, they, they relatively could be changed in a very short period on the fly with very little cost involved with the system.
1: Yeah, Kathy, I would say managing unknowns, taking into account the surprises that can come up uh, either during commissioning or after commissioning where um, you are found to be, say, out of compliance with uh, any EMI standard or while the plant is operating, you have a security breach and you have to shut your plant down. Delays in commissioning and uh, shutting your plant down really throw off an ROI pretty quickly. So choosing uh, a quality inverter is definitely paramount to a, a well operating plant
0: so definitely some considerations to talk about with your inverter provider as well all right well it's been great speaking with you both ryan and jamie it's nice to have sma's perspective because you do offer different types of inverters They can really help decide you know which one is best so uh, ryan and jamie thank you so much for your insight
2: thank
0: you thank you i'm kathy zit managing editor of solar power world magazine thanks for tuning in